This is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas standing behind us. See, we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold, and after a two to three week hiatus, we are back, and John is right here, the Garnet Texan. And John, it's been a while, but we got football literally right around the corner. Hey, man, I mean, you know, you got a new house? I got a new house, <laughs> I started a new job. Uh, so yeah, it's just been crazy. I'm trying to balance all of that, and then now I'm back to this. So uh, life's starting to get back to normal. Um, but yeah, no, life's crazy, and we have football literally tomorrow. Dude, I am. We have preseason football tomorrow. I, Honestly, I, I, lo- I had no I, idea. I love preseason. Football. Oh, so do I. So do I. I absolutely love preseason football. I do too. I'm. Yeah, okay, that was a long pause. We just talked about not editing the podcast. I know, right? Like. No, it's more, I don't even know how to... You're bre- speechless. I don't, even, I don't even know how to breach this subject. The fact that it was on the radio today that people are bored with the Texans. Like, the Texans haven't even started. They've been in the Greenbrier. That's why everybody's bored with them. There's no big stories. Yeah, they're bored with the Texans because we're used to having something to talk about. Right. Well, who's going to be the starting quarterback? What are we going to do? But we don't have anything to really talk about. And we, we know who the starting quarterback is. We know who the wide receivers are. We know who the running back is. We know what our defense potentially should look like. I mean, what do you... You want them to talk about how bad the offensive line potentially could be? Because nobody wants to talk about that on the radio for seven hours a day. So, I mean, I just don't know where what you're looking to get out of local radio from about the Texans right now. Well, I think it's even it's it's a byproduct of being at the Greenbrier. Oh yeah, after definitely tom- af- part. after tomorrow night after we get to watch the, the Chiefs game. Oh, all the excitement will be right back. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. It'll probably be a hundred times worse because I bet you Deshaun only plays a series or two. If he plays, yeah. So when I say worse, I mean people are just going to be fussing. It's going to be overreacting. No matter how tomorrow night goes, there it's going to be end of the world. Yeah, I'm just watching the depth tomorrow. Yeah. I'm super excited to watch the depth. I want to see what our offensive line looks like. I want to see, uh, you know, what Kareem looks like at safety. I want to see Justin Reed. Those are the things that I'm kind of looking at. I'm yeah, not. I, I'm not really looking. We're gonna beyond have a, that. A legit, Game two, totally different. Situation. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have a legit battle for like who's gonna be the wide receivers. Yeah, we're that'll be fun a, to watch. Yeah, we're that'll gonna have legit, to legit battles for tight ends. Yep. We're going to have legit battle for the tail end of the linebackers and the defensive line. Linebackers? You think we'll have a battle for the linebackers? Like the outside linebackers. Like that. Outside linebackers we will, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Inside, what's name? Like Latroy like Lewis. Yeah. Players like that that are yeah. on the bubble. That... So there's a lot coming up that I don't think people, because they've been at the Greenbrier, don't really realize how many position battles that we have going. Yeah. This, I don't know if it's... A... <laughs> It, it could be a good thing that we have this much talent this year that we either we have a whole bunch of mediocre talent or we actually have a whole bunch of talent. So, you know, whose Vegas odds are to win the defensive player of the year? JJ. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. 
crazy. Two crazy. years gone. Well, before three we get, back surgeries. Yeah, before we get get going too much, we gotta we gotta plug our Patreon. Yep, go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you be the plug man. <laughs> we finally have a Patreon. It's been, you know, it's been about a month and a half. Yeah, it's been about a month and a half. We had two episodes with it, and then we took two weeks off. So, and that's on me. Sorry, yeah. I just had life happen. Life happens. The only only urgency we have is we're trying to do start a dynasty league. Um, the reason we're not doing the Dynasty League for free is people tend to not participate. Right. And with Dynasty Leagues, you have to participate. So we and, figure, hey, both help us out, get our Patreon going. The first eight people that donate $20, um, you can do it in two payments of 10 whatever. However you get to 20 fastest, you'll be a part of the Dynasty League. You'll get an invite. That way your bot in will also have a, the ability on Patreon to have a private channel. For all Patreon members, so if you donate twenty bucks, you get into that private channel. So you will have a way of, you know, talking shit all year, and in the off season because it's dynasty, so it goes year round. But that's our my big plug. I, I'd love to get that started. I have no problem commissioning it. I think that it actually could be a lot of fun. It, based and we on have Twitter, three weeks basically yeah. until we have the draft. So. It- it's something that it's it's a way for us to give back to you guys while at the same time you guys giving back to the show in the sense that we'll be able to apply that towards the year on adding things that we're looking at adding like a audio interface and drops to be able to kind of create more of a enter, more entertaining podcast than what we have currently just adding the little things and fine tuning it and then also trying to get more of those off season interviews we'll be able to take that and, and put it towards those types of things so uh, yeah. it's just a I way mean, for it to support. It's not to pay our salary. So please don't, please don't think that that's the case. Yeah. We're definitely not getting rich. Um, however we would, Ari has proven the ability to go out there and get decent interviews. Yeah. Uh, actually no, beyond decent. Like, yeah. We've had two really good interviews Yeah, for a podcast so, that literally doesn't have any ads and has like no source of income. And it's just two people who literally love the team the way that we do. Mm, I, I would say that we've had pretty good interviews. Yeah. So And that's would, just the tip of the iceberg. Right. And we would like to be able to, to give better audio quality. And all this stuff is expensive. But, I mean, we already sink quite a bit of money into this. And hopefully and that's it not kind of bitching. shows. That's it's not, not bitching. bitching. And we wouldn't be doing this if, if we were bitching. But just to allow us to do a better job with it. Absolutely. So if you love the show, which, you know, there are about 1,200 of you that love the show... Uh, we thank you, and if you don't want to do our pa- the patron, please don't worry about it. Like this isn't this isn't look at us is like when you go to Starbucks and you occasionally see that tip jar out there. If if you want to throw something in there, fantastic. And if you do, it's going to go straight towards the podcast. And if not, keep listening because we love that you guys listen. I think it's probably the best way to put it. Uh yeah, so the Patreon, just Google, or when you're on Patreon, ter- search Texans Unfiltered, you'll find us. Uh, it's probably on John's Twitter. I don't know. I'm still on this whole uh, social media <laughs> cleanse. It's been about a month and a half. So, uh, yeah, let's get into football. So I want to get into something that's not necessarily football, but it's football related. Have you seen who DeAndre Hopkins is dating? Are we really going to lead off the show? I this? just, how? I yes. think we'll have a whole 20 minutes to discuss everything going on with Hop right now. Okay, and you, you want to lead it off? With Absolutely. That? Have you? Do you know who she is? Yeah, I know who she she's, is. She's she's up there. She's she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. I mean, she's okay. Let she's, me take that back. Her body. Let's just 
Let's just get, look. John's blushing because of his wife's gonna probably end up listening to this one podcast. Oh, of course she will. Of course she will. <laughs> but dude, her body is beyond uh, banging. No, no. I mean, I'm not. She. Who cares about her talent? She doesn't have any. It's not a big deal. <laughs> We're not here for that. But he bagged one, and he bagged a good one. Well, I just I don't want him to go to the the uh, the swaggy P route. Nah, he ain't going Swaggy P. Swaggy P is Swaggy P. He also wants cocaine to be legalized. And, I mean, DeAndre obviously has shown that that is not who DeAndre is. He also had the issues with D'Angelo Russell. I mean, you're talking to a Laker fan. Trust me. <laughs> I know Swaggy P. DeAndre's and, far I mean, from honestly, the most I know about Swaggy P, other than him being a mediocre at best basketball player, mediocre at best bench basketball player, is he dated Iggy. Yeah. I, I just I don't know I don't I don't associate the people who date like just because she dated him means like I don't know I think she's a beautiful woman and the fact that DeAndre bagged that one to me is uh, I I give you uh, an applause because <laughs> I am uh, I am somewhat shocked. I mean, more power to to him. I'm if it helps. I think that if it helps us get national coverage, I. It and does. Just, it, you know what? More importantly, if he's enjoying himself. That's all that matters, yeah, right? Like, who who really cares? Like She seems cool, whatever, and he, he likes her. Great. I mean, he's literally out there admitting that he's dating her. Yeah, so good for him. Uh, and then you got D'Angelo Hall freaking throwing DeAndre's name out there like it's nothing. It, like, as if he even said on Colin Cowherd today that that route that he slipped on in Hard Knocks was one of the trashiest routes he's ever seen. I'm sorry. I'm not a football player. I've never played the wide receiver or cornerback position. I can tell you, a stutter and then a back is not an easy route to run. While raining in wet in wet grass, covered by a all-pro corner, DeAndre's always been a great route runner. So don't don't say his routes are that route was trash. He doesn't run trash routes. Never has. You know what? Even if D'Angelo Hall was right about all the bullshit that he said, because that's really what it was. He's he's oh, trying he's, just, he's, he's trying, trying to, trying to, to cover media himself. Guy. Well, and he's trying yeah. to be the media guy now. His career's yeah. over. He's gotta go. And how does he go about doing that? Well, so, let's make a let's make a big fit. Mm-hmm. Let me become a Somewhat of a talking point between the rest of the media. And we're, we're actually kind of beating into it. But the point is... Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and then on top of that, even if... Isn't that worse if Hopkins runs shit routes and then just catches yeah. the ball over you anyways? Right. And yeah, you know exactly where I'm going and he's still going to catch it. You know what's funny? It's like, it's like that guy that dates... Like, uh, dates a chick for a long time, and then she dumps him, and then he calls her ugly after. It's like, wait, what? Um, she's ugly, but you dated her for three years. I'm yeah. so confused by how she's ugly. Like, D'Angelo Hall is just a 40-year-old old man now who's upset that he got handled by Hop. And, and it wasn't just this time. And he's trying, it's to, happened cl- multiple he's trying times. to claim that his shoe was half off anyways. Yeah, he's but trash. If, if it's true... It's on video. Yeah. And that's like, well, if you see the video, it's on video. Yeah, notice how they don't show the video on any of the clips, by the way. All the shows he's on today, they couldn't... The one intern back there at Fox Sports can say, oh, you know, this would be a great video to pull up. Oh, wait a minute. It exposes D'Angelo Hall. Let's not post this right now. 
crazy, crazy. DeAndre is, I think DeAndre, so I guess let's have just a slight conversation about, I do think DeAndre is a better wide receiver than Odell Beckham. Yes. Oh, yeah. I do. Do I think from a skill standpoint that DeAndre is better than Odell Beckham? No, I don't. uh, Beckham may be a better runner. Well, he's faster. Right. He's shiftier. He's more elusive. But that doesn't make him a better receiver. No, I, I think he has more skills. Yeah. Hop is the type of receiver that can play for 20 years. Correct. He doesn't ever out, have, outrun anybody, but he does enough with his route running that he always gets separation. Yep. And then an inch of separation for him allows him to catch the ball. Correct. Again, the only player that's been able to shut down Hopkins has been Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Why do you... Why that's do it. You, I know, but why do you bring up his name every... It's like becoming a thing where it's every podcast. I mean, I know it's been a while since we recorded, but I feel like this happened like maybe two podcasts ago. Because it's the only true statement right now when it comes to who can stop Hopkins. Okay. All right. It's just a touch. It's a touchy, it's a touchy subject. subject. It is. It, it, it's painful to say. But I like I, I think DeAndre but, and his hands, let's be real. I mean, his hands are, I mean, no homo, but his hands are. Like he's he's really really good with his hands. Is that so? <laughs> I mean, is he not? <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like Odell Beckham. I, I would, uh, you should I DM Iggy and ass, huh? You should DM Iggy. And- <laughs> well, according to her, and when she responded, she could think of a couple other things. So uh, no, I'm not DMing Iggy. I have a I have a wife. Uh, you're trying to get me in trouble, John. Uh, no, I, I like Odell Beckham, but I don't like him enough to... I wouldn't pay him what we paid DeAndre. No. If you put... I bet you... Here's how I kind of look at it. If you put Odell Beckham and Hopkins on the same team... Ooh. That, well, first off, yeah. Ooh. But who would end up being the go-to receiver? DeAndre. Be- because he's, you could just count on him every time. Right. Now, I mean, we've seen Odell make some plays that... No, I'm not talking about, like, the one-handed catches. I'm talking about, like, 15-yard slants to the house, 90 yards. Like, we... Those types of plays... Well, DeAndre did it last year with a screen. Yeah. So, Seattle. Yeah, that was Seattle. This is no knock on uh, Odell Beckham. He's... And he's little, dude. I mean, he's little. Odell Beckham is, like, a very wealthy version of Will Fuller. Like, that's... Closer. He's a what? Very well. You know how every, the uh, thing you say wealthy. You, yeah, so he's yeah. a wealthy version of Will Fuller, or not the poor man's. F- yeah, yeah. Will Fuller. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's an upgraded Will Fuller. I would agree. Where Hopkins is closer to like a mix between like the Jerry Rice, Chris Carter. Yeah, they're not not the burners, but they're gonna run better routes. They're always gonna catch the ball, um, and they'll he'll probably just play forever. Yeah, that's that's DeAndre. Hands down. That's probably the best description we can give of DeAndre. And, yeah. I mean, it was like last week. I'd still take DeAndre over Julio Jones. I think I'd take DeAndre over every wide receiver in the league. I know we already had this conversation. Yeah. You'd take Antonio, but I, I, would, I think I'd take DeAndre. You know, between him and Ant- it, it really would come down between him and Antonio. Oh, that's who else could it come down to? I mean, there's really nobody else. I can't think of another it's wide not receiver that, where it's like... Julio yeah. Jones and Odell Beckham aren't that far behind. No, they're not would, that far behind. But I would definitely... The only other receiver that gives me pause, if the Texans were like, we're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins straight up for one other player, one other receiver, the only one that would give me 
that I would be like, I would still be in pain, but I wouldn't be like wanting to jump off a roof as Antonio Brown. Yeah, our, our offense would just if, have to yeah. change for Antonio. If we traded for if we traded for Odell, you they better have be giving to, us the first. Yeah, I better be getting like Prozac and yeah. mail or something. Yeah, no, uh, no, I agree. I think. Uh, I just think DeAndre is a, is a superior wide receiver to Odell Beckham. So I, I don't really – I mean, the reason why he's not – I mean, you always have said from the beginning of this podcast, production is something – is a huge part of what you are in the NFL, production. If you can count on the production, that's going to go further than anything else. Whether you have skill and talent that surpasses other players, if the production isn't there to match, it's really not going to matter. DeAndre will always have production other than one year, which I won't, you already mentioned. Uh, but other than that, the production has always been there. Yeah. Well, I mean, every quarterback known to rookie man. year, and even then he still had production for a rookie. I'm pretty sure with no you, you went out there and took snaps and threw to him, and he still was productive. Absolutely. I mean. So, yeah, I agree. Football is still a game of talent. Like, it's one of the coolest things about football is you can take a guy that's a pure athlete and put him on a football field. Yeah. However, it is still a game that requires talent and skill. And just because you can put a guy that's a phenomenal physical talent doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be a successful football player. Whereas, I mean, I don't know, look at, what's his name, Christine Michael, how he's bounced around. He should be a fantastic running back, just from a physical standpoint, but he can't. You know what my wife just sent me? Uh Uh-oh. An image. <laughs> she goes, just in case you knew, didn't know, Iggy yeah. Azalea is dating DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I mean. I'm just saying. And your wife usually does not care. Correct. Well, she she's into, like, the gossipy shit. Like, is she? Yeah, yeah. She's into the, the whole basketball wives, hip-hop, whatever. That's just her. But I'm just telling you, even my wife is talking about the Texans. Oh, just, there you go. I mean... Again, it's been a boring camp. It has been. It's been a boring <laughs> camp. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, back to somewhat of a transition. Back to so JJ being the Vegas favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Great. Awesome. If we get Defensive Player of the, of the Year, JJ, on this defense, we've already talked about what we can expect from that. Um, but from a health standpoint, from what we're hearing and seeing in camp, JJ truly does look like he may actually uh, give us one of those years again. Are, are you getting that vibe? Because I'm getting that vibe from a lot of different of, of the videos and and hearing players talk. And the typically, Vegas thing was like an added thing because Vegas typically, when it comes to Vegas, they know yeah. they they they're smart. It's their money. They're they're betting with their money. They know what they could pay out and what they couldn't. There's a reason why JJ is favored to win the defensive player of the year. It's because he's done it three times, right? And I they mean, believe he can do it again. That's that's kind of the secret to success in fantasy football. Is look what Vegas is doing, right? Um, and and sporting and betting in general, yeah. So it's always with Watt being back to where he was. In some regards, he essentially took two years off. I mean, we aren't. It's because of injury, but it's still two years off where he wasn't in a car collision just about every down right. for 16 weeks. He's 29, which is typically the year where he's still, or he's at the physical peak still, but the, he's also at his mental peak. 
Like he'll get better. This is more like on that bell curve where sure. towards the overlap. Right, right. I think he, but here's the thing. I think he may have that potential to get back to 2015 Watt, but I don't think that he's going to, his priorities are a little bit different now. Explain. When he was the defensive player of the year, year in, year out, he took a lot of risk. Yeah. Um, they allowed him to do it because he was really, really good at it. Yeah, they moved him all. I mean, he could do whatever he wanted. We've t- we talked about this last year going into the offseason with JD and, and, and Whitney. What what do we expect now that Vrabel's there and Clowney's there and Merck's there? Can Watt, what effect does Watt have on the defense right. with not being able to play that flexible freestyle defensive end position? I mean... He's been. He was listed as a defensive end, but he was essentially the Texans made up a brand new position for J.J. Watt. Right. He doesn't have to do that anymore, and we are also at a point where our offense can win games. So I think, in some regards, that's going to lead to them taking less risk on defense. Now, granted, peak J.J. Watt, those risks usually paid off, but Almost I think at this with two years off. If JJ is like above all, if he's just all pro level defensive end instead of all world, oh dude, you, you everybody's going to consider that a disappointment. True, not to me, but yeah. Because think about all the other name another all pro defensive end. Khalil Mack. Isn't he an outside linebacker? I think he's he's like a flex. I don't know what he was specifically, but he plays the four three end. Right. I mean. I think he's a better yet. End, actually, let's ask my wife, who another All Pro defensive end she is. She won't be able to tell you exactly. So, to be an All Pro defensive end is essentially to be nameless, unless you're the outside linebacker, unless you're Von Miller or Khalil Mack, where you're going after and getting sacks. But the run stoppers, the guys that JD, create pressure, Davian Clowney's of the world, the DJ Readers of the world, DJ Readers of the world, most. Regular people aren't going to know who they are. No. And we may be asking J.J. Watt just to be that. Instead of being Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt, where we're like, go destroy people. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I, I'm Honestly, I feel like if we want J.J. to be around, I think that's probably the best bet. I think if he can tap into Clowney a little bit and let Clowney start to be that, mm-hmm. what he was, not. I don't know if he can ever, He we are not going to probably see another player of, uh, reach the levels that JJ reached as a defensive end. Uh, so I don't expect Clowney to reach that. But if if JJ can help Clowney tap into being a All Pro defensive end or outside linebacker or defensive player, I think that can happen. I don't think we can see JJ go back to that though. No, does that make I mean, sense? Yeah, like I can see Clowney being that new position where it's just kind of lined up wherever. I mean, we saw we've seen it already. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree with you, and I agree 100%. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. But just the fact that he's healthy and happy and smiling and yeah. doing all these things. Like, even last season when he was back, it wasn't – like, we had occasional interviews with him, but it wasn't – not us personally, but, like, people had interviews with him. And it wasn't uh, – he somewhat came off like he was down still mentally. Like, he had that mental block of the injury – now, when you see G- JJ in interviews or social media or whatever it would be, he just seems happy. Like, he has this, like, natural glow about him again that he had before he got hurt in 2016. So, I think a lot, and we've talked about, or I have talked about this before, it's kind of like Brian Cushing. We all, 
we all knew what potential Brian Cushing had, and he had potential flashes of showing it to us. But then he kept getting hurt, and mentally he could never get over that mental aspect of the injury. So he never turned back into what what he was. It looks to me like JJ's kind of at that point where he's like, and, and I think we need to take this into consideration. He also watched last year how we were. Like, it, he wasn't on the field. He was taking in what this offense became. And I think that just kind of changes the approach in general. It's like, okay, you're right. Like, I don't have to take these risks on, you know, going a little further outside to grab that running back. Uh, you know, things like that because he knows that he has an offense that can balance out what the defense does. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what J.J. we see. But if we get all pro J.J. Watt, dude, our defense will be stellar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's an all pro J.J. Watt and a healthy defense, if it's going to be incredible. Essentially, I consider J.J., Clowney, Merciless, and Tyron Matthew. Of those four, if we somehow get paid back by the injury gods, and three of them stay healthy for the vast majority of the season, this will be the best Texans defense that we've seen in a long time. Let me ask you this. has there ever Have you ever seen a team in the NFL that has, the like, based on the offense we saw with Deshaun last year, right? Take that offense and add it to this year, and then add the best that we've seen from the Texans defense. Has there ever been a team like that in the league? Like, I'm just trying to think of teams that I've seen for the last 20 years. Usually it's a one-sided thing. It's the offense is crazy, greatest show on turf. Or it's Baltimore Ravens defense and just a mediocre offense. I can't remember when it was like top offense, top defense, one team. And I feel like this team well, has the, the Patriots the, would do it for years. They did. They, they would they, do it with Smoke When they had Corey Mears. Dillon and, like, and, and Mulloway and Rodney Harrison and all and that. And the yeah. Broncos with Peyton. Yeah, I guess the Broncos with Peyton would probably be the best. I would say that'd probably be the best comparison. Or it might be that one year with Cam on the when Cam mm. had his MVP year with the Panthers. Maybe, um, maybe. I think that I don't the know. Show, that defense wasn't that good. They were I, good. I actually think the defense was better. Their offense was entirely Cam. You talking about Carolina? Mm-hmm. I I, I, th- I felt like their defense was more like Keekley and um, Thomas Davis and like star Latulule, but like other than that I didn't feel like really the defense like that that was a year after Josh Norman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was a year Josh Norman left. No, I think Josh Was Josh, that the year of Josh that Norman? That was the year of Josh Norman. That was Josh Norman's coming out party. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I it's been one of those things where we've seen a lot of teams But we haven't seen the teams that are number one in defense, number one in offense. Oh, we haven't we, seen that in 20 years, 30 I, years. I feel like this team, like, uh, obviously this is crazy, right? But I just feel like from what we've seen, I think both sides of the ball have the potential for that. Now, will we reach that? Probably not. Like you said, it right. doesn't happen. Well, but when you look on paper, we, we can. Are, yeah, it's still, it's it's honestly still the same old story with the Texans. Our top tier talent is... Out of this world. Insane. Right. If we get lucky with injuries, if the... It's kind of like, I don't know, one of the biggest factors onto an NFL team just being successful is injury luck. How many injuries, how many players sit out or get IR'd. For us, because we are so top-heavy, that if 
our injury luck this year just hits the bottom of our roster. We're going to be obscenely good. If yeah. the injury luck just, you know, just kind of only hits half of our star players, we're still a playoff team. We can't survive something like last year where every single player that we have that has all pro potential has to miss a good chunk of the season. I think, I mean, knock on wood, it was Benardrick McKinney and 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 uh, Cunningham. They're the, our two linebackers, the, the only two like really truly key players that didn't miss a significant amount of time. Like even DJ Reader missed and got IR'd at the end of the year. Yeah. Um so we just for us it's all injury luck. I we have the potential to have a crazy good team. Just depending if everybody can stay healthy. And we just won't know that. I mean it's, there's just, no, it's just the way it works. There's no way to predict there's it. There's no way for us to know. So and they spent all this money on sports and nutrition and all that, and maybe it's a, maybe it's a mental thing. Because I mean, all these guys come in, and I mean, we've seen, it looks like we've seen some pretty good results with it already. But we maybe had the, the injuries yet. I've I mean, knock on some wood. But you, it might just be a mental thing where you, when you are afraid of getting hurt, you usually get hurt. Sure. I wonder if they brought in like a sports psychology, like psychologist specifically have. for that. Um, I mean, I mean when your know. team gets demolished in the way that we did injury-wise, I, I would think that there had to be things that they took into consideration to change up other than what they did change. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they changed everything. And just, just those changes will will affect just, them psychology. Just like, like anything have, else in life. Like they'll have more confidence. Right. I mean, they had to do something. If they came in doing the same old, same old after last year. You do what you always done, you're going to get what you always get. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to talk about one player real quick before we get into tomorrow's game. Um, Central Henderson. Seems he's getting a lot of praise in camp. He is. Supposedly he's holding his own against JJ. Is that a knock on JJ or, I don't know. or a plus for Sincero? I, I don't I, know. I'm excited. Part of the reason that I'm really excited about tomorrow night is it kind of helps you start to put into focus how good these the, the camp stars have been. Sure. I mean, we've always had those those wide receivers every year. Oh, every uh, year. Um, every year. Those players every year that you... Uh, uh, running backs, even, that you hear about every year that are just demolishing it on, on the team drills. And they go out during the preseason games, and they disappear. Yeah. And then we all fuss. We're like, well, they've been talking about him all week. Why didn't he do it in the preseason game? Sure. Well, he, he just wasn't as good as he looked during the, pre- the drills. Or he had... Look good during the preseason. Or it wasn't targeted. <laughs> Jalen Strong. Braxton Miller. But yeah. No, I agree. I, I just, I, I don't know. I've, when I've been reading the the notes and things like that, and, and not just from John Harris, because I take anything I read from John Harris on the Texans website too, uh, with a little bit of a grain of salt, because yeah, we all think we drink Kool-Aid. John Harris is... Uh, the official maker of Kool Aid. He, he gets. I think a, he, he may be. IV'd in. Yeah, I think he may be like the original Kool Aid man before that big red guy in a jar. <laughs> because this dude is sipping something. I mean, there is I, no I lo- negativity whatsoever. I and love John Harris. I do too. He, he knows. Great he knows football mind. Football. However, everybody the, on the official Texans yes. podcast, they are drinking it and bless them because it. That's yeah. kind of their job. Because that's it gets what us they all, get paid for. It gets us all excited about sure. it. Sure. However, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Just a little bit. Like, 
we see it every year, like since Bill O'Brien's been here about John Harris. Like, trust me, I love John Harris. He's a smart, smart football man. But his job, he works for the team. He's definitely not going to be like, yeah, J.J. Watt does not look like he's going to be any good this season. Just don't, like, you're never going to read that. So, Well, it's one of the things with the uh, with the flagship. You've got to kind of read in between the lines. What players are they not talking about? Correct. Exactly. And that's what I was about to they're never to. They're not going to say anything There's no negative. Braxton Miller talk. There's no, like, you know, those things are like, okay, so Braxton truly is on a bubble this year. I have not heard his name at all about camp. Same with Steven Anderson. Same with Steven Anderson. We've heard a bunch about Same the Same with ends. Tyler Irvin. Actually, they they were talking up Tyler Irvin. Talking him up? Really? Um, I think two was days ago. Was it Bill O'Brien? Uh, Vandermeer and Harris when they were talking. Oh, those two. Yeah, yeah they were ta- they were talking about Irvin. Hmm. They said well, that's that, good because I want Irvin to make They the said team. that he looked they, he looked as explosive as he did last okay, year. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, they haven't said anything about Braxton. No, nothing. Um, the only t- wait, I take it back. Two weeks ago, they did, or not two weeks ago. He had like one catch, one good catch. Uh, the other day, when both Hop, when Hopkins was out and Fuller was out, yeah, when they were arresting him, or Hopkins was out on something personal, and they're arresting Fuller. He was Miller out got a lot. with Iggy, probably. Yo. <laughs> um, they talked up, they talked up Braxton a bunch and Sammy Coates, but they've talked about Sammy Coates oh. the other days. Bill, Bill O'Brien has talked about Sammy Coates since the day he walked in the building. Yeah. Bill O'Brien has this infatuation with Sammy Coates. I'm starting to think if I should just Google like a past game against Sammy Coates where maybe he torched us or something. Oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Did he? I don't know. But like I'm, I'm wondering if like if that's because it just reminds yeah. me of everything else. Like usually when you hear Bill O'Brien talk about like a previous player or somebody that's like when he talks somebody up that just that, joined the team, typically it's like oh yeah, wait, Oh, that's it. Lamar Did Miller gashed us for 190 yards. Oh, so I, I don't know what it is with it Sammy Coates either right had, now. He either had to gash us during a practice like Bruce Ellington or during a game like Polk and Lamar Miller. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I'm actually looking of, it up right speaking now. Speaking of Lamar Miller, he's down to his Miami playing weight. Really? Yeah. Do you think maybe we'll use him like he was supposed to be used? You know, we, we talk about this a lot. <laughs> Have we given up on trying to make him a three-down plotter? It's not that like I, I it's not that I want to give up on Lamar Miller, because it's not Lamar Miller I'm technically giving up on. It's more the fact that we will never use him right. Ever. You Everybody know? get it out of their head now. If, by some miracle, we do use them right this year. Yeah. that Yeah, that's not happening. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, because if that happens, you're right. It, it changes It changes everything at that point. I still th- I, I think that when he signed with us, my entire theory on the reason Bill O'Brien can't use Lamar Miller correctly is he had a handshake deal with him. I'm going to make you an every down running back. So Lamar Miller tried to change his body to be, a, to be an every down running back. However... He never had a lot of he never had a lot of side to side ability. He was always straight line and good at catching the ball, so really good on stretch plays. So when they tried to train him into a three down back, it just really did not play to his strengths. Yeah, where honestly, I still think. Granted, we haven't seen the new guys. Tremaine Pope is supposed to be lighting up, lighting camp on fire. Yes. But, 
I honestly think alternating right now blue until Foreman gets healthy with Lamar Miller is kind of a, like a super third down back that can play second down is our best way to go. Like the only running back that should be running between the tackles that is currently healthy on our team is Alfred Blue. Yeah, that's it. There's nobody else. Counters, sweeps, tosses, use Lamar Miller all day. Dives, whams, anything in I form inside the tackle, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all there is to it. I don't know. Like maybe we sh- maybe we should have brought that up with Bill. That's probably what I should have brought up with Bill. Hey, you Bill, know? look, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And if I don't ask you this, I'll probably kill myself. So I have to get this out of the way. Why do you run Lamar Miller only up the middle? Is there a reason that you like? Is there something you know that we don't that you think it's just going to work one day? I just want to throw ask him why we don't ever throw him the ball. He never drops the ball. He always seems to catch it when we throw it. Well, to him. next time we have him on, we'll be able to be a little bit tougher. <laughs> it's the first time we couldn't. Uh, so, just for the record, Sammy Coates has never torched the Bill O'Brien coach team. So, Did they I'm ever not practice sure. together. Uh, no. Okay. So, I, I'm not sure where that came from. All right, tomorrow's so game. So, does that mean that Sammy Coates might actually be? He could be good. I think Lamar Miller's good. I do. I think Lamar Miller's a good running back. I, I really do. I like. I think if you put him on New England. I think that if you knew how to use Lamar Utilize Miller, him. Yeah, then I he's agree. a good running back. I agree. I think what he has we were skill try- set. For what we were trying to use him for, yeah. no. No. However, again, you use him to catch the ball. You use him on those stretch plays, toss plays. I don't know. Try him. Even him, on counters, he'd be good. Because let him mid- line out of the slot sometimes. Like If I you use him like a bigger scat back, I think that he could be good. I agree. Trying to use him as a running back that has any sort of patience, he doesn't have. I agree. Trying to use him where he has to use any sort of lateral quickness, Mm-mm. doesn't go so well. No. But if you give him a big hole that he can run straight through, usually it goes pretty well. We can't give big holes, so... So don't try. So just don't try it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so tomorrow's game, we're against the Chiefs. Uh, real quick, uh, the one thing that I don't hear people talking about a lot that I just kind of wanted to talk about... Is and it will only be maybe a series or two. It's just the Mahomes Deshaun uh, conversation because I mean they were drafted nearly. I mean pretty much together. Uh, yeah, one draft, one spot prior, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what Mahomes does this year. No, I agree. I I, I can't wait, and I know I honestly, we're not going to see much. I honestly hope that the two of them are linked for the rest of their careers. I I hope that they both have great careers. I do too. And I hope this is kind of like... But I hope he has a better career. I I hope... Yeah. Deshaun. Yeah. Let's be clear. I know, but you loved Mahomes. I do. You thought he was better than Deshaun, so... Yeah. Let's just never forget. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's a reason I'm not on an NFL payroll. (laughs) If you lose the Fantasy Football League, you have to get... A tattoo somewhere saying, like, I chose Mahomes over Watson. Or, no, just the Mahomes greater than Watson. That's it. With the greater than symbol. On, like, your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I'll my, even pay for it. My wife would murder me. 
I would probably kill myself at this point because, like I said, if we dra- before we drafted Deshaun, I know I my know. exact quote it's is: "Just the only thing I can give you, a mis- uh, I can give you shit for." Because I will become the biggest Deshaun Watson fanboy ever if we draft him. And you, and, and you are. And I, I lived up to that part. But you have lived up to that part. It's kind of easy to do, though. I know, right? <laughs> before, but in our defense, after we drafted him, before we'd even seen him play a down, so. Yes, I think Mahomes has the potential to be one of the ex- most exciting quarterbacks that we've seen in the NFL in a long time. Wow. Like, holy shit. Yeah, he has how much that, sort of that How much of that is Reed? Because no, he I, does it I, with all of them. That's, that mixture, like... That combination is perfect. Yeah, it should it be. It truly is. I mean, hopes and prayers is the Watson-Mahomes turns into the new Brady-Manning of 10 years ago. I think Mahomes is good enough. I, I think that, I think... I think it's funny people in that that talk about that division this year, like when they're they're doing like season predictions, tend to just think that the Chiefs aren't going to be very good this year. Right. Uh, it, it's pretty much a consensus around the they, media right they now. They, they think it, like an eight and eight, nine nine and six. Right. This is kind of like a rebuild year or or a first year type thing with a new quarterback. I they actually, got a lot younger on both offense and defense. It's one of those where right they let go of Tom Ali and and so. And they let go of Derek Johnson, and uh, I just think that I'm looking at that division, and I don't really see other than the Chargers who could win it. And yeah. besides the Chargers and the Chiefs, talk about a team with bad injury luck is the Chargers. They have a ton of talent. Oh, I know. I really wanted to see this team yeah. with Hunter Henry and the full healthy team. Melvin Gordon looked then, good last uh, year. Who was the cornerback that just got hurt? Dang. Oh, I'm off social media, so I've been. I don't know. He's, I think I'm he's really this. he's this really good too. They hands. they tore uh, one of their corners. Um, Which one? Now I'm gonna Google it because I'm hoping it's not my boy. But yeah, the Chargers have the talent. They should be they should be pretty good. The Chiefs. No one knows exactly what's gonna happen with them. If Mahomes is a quality NFL quarterback, no, not Jason Verrett. Ah. Uh. And it's an Achilles. I thought it was ACL. It was Achilles? Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Um, anyways. Yeah, and yeah. they lost Hunter Henry, too. Yeah. Um, no, Hunter Henry was the ACL. Yeah, Hunter, yeah. Hunter Henry was ACL. Um, no, I think the Chiefs can be, like, I, I feel like this year, the AFC is pretty much wide open. Yeah. Like, I know we have to we have to bet on the Patriots, because that's just what you do year in, year out. But there's something going on there. Yeah. Not sure what it is. I, I don't. Like, I try not to get into, like, the politics of the business of the NFL, which is kind of what's going on right now. Well, the Patriots... There's a power struggle. I mean, they have to run out of steam eventually. They do. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have had to, had they have kept Garoppolo, but they didn't. So now, yeah, you're right. Like, that that book is coming to an end at some point. Is it this year? Is it next year? Correct. When is it? Yeah. And and we've said it before, them running out of steam is still 10 wins. Yeah, them, yeah, if not more. Belichick. So... But besides them, I feel like I, I think Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't think they're any better this year than they were last year. Actually, they got rid of Haley, so they may be better. Uh, Todd Haley. I don't. I don't know. I like Todd Haley. I think Big Ben's ego is what caused the problem. I don't it think is it's Todd Haley. Big Ben's always been a pretty much a, a diva quarterback. His entire career, he's been that way. Um, so I feel like the Steelers are are the Steelers. I don't I don't I don't expect them to go into the season and be this this team that's going to dominate. Um, 
I think that the AFC is wide open. I think the Chiefs could be in that at the end of the year. I'm not. I don't think they can potentially win a Super Bowl with a second year quarterback. Just like I don't think we can win a Super Bowl with a second year quarterback. Uh, it's just going to be wide open, though. I think right. I, can, I could see the Chiefs making the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm, I can I'm, see the Texans making the AFC that Championship. This game. is the beginning of a changing of a guard where you see some of the younger teams like us, if not. Take the throne, start to see where yeah. we're going to be parentally, a parental pain in the ass for whomever. Well, and the, all teams are getting quarterbacks now, yeah, which is crazy. I mean, a lot of teams are starting to get quarterbacks. Rams have a quarterback. We have a quarterback. Uh, Chiefs have a quarterback. Jets potentially have a quarterback. Bills potentially have a quarterback. Cardinals potentially have a quarterback. Like, it looks like that whole quarterback, Carson Wentz, you know, there's so many players or quarterbacks now on teams that, it's like the dynamic of the NFL could potentially change if these quarterbacks hit. And I think that they could. I don't know. It's just weird. Like I just feel like this NFL is making that transition like right. you're talking about where it's time for that next round of quarterbacks to start taking the league by storm. So um, we didn't talk about the Chiefs and uh, our uh, game <laughs> tomorrow at all. Well, that was, I mean, pretty much that's kind of our whole point with the Chiefs. We could see a quarter of, of Mahomes and Watson. A quarter? Um, you think a quarter? I don't at, think we'll see a quarter of Deshaun. We may only see Deshaun for a drive or two. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, a series or Bill two. Bill O'Brien, had, I think he came out and he said he doesn't know how much he's going to play yet. He said he's going to decide tomorrow morning, which would be Thursday morning. And even if so, we're not going to see the Bill O'Brien offense. So just no, for all of be, you, like... It's going to be very, very expect, simplified. Look at it like if Tom Savage was in the in the game. I don't expect to see much else. I... I don't know. He's never done it in preseason. He's always been so vanilla. Yeah. We're just going to have to deal with a Whedon-led offense. and Yeah. However, there's a lot of players to watch. I want to watch Braxton. I want to watch, watch out the wide receivers. I want to watch out the wide receivers. I want to, watch I want to see the tight ends. See the tight end rotation, the wide see, receiver rotation. I want to see the, young see the run running backs. back rotation. Correct. I want to see the line, those first two drives, yeah. with Deshaun in. Uh, I think the line will play longer, even without Deshaun. Maybe so. Maybe so. You're probably right. I think everybody I think, but Zach, but um, Nick Martin. Yeah. So we'll probably get to see uh, probably Kyle Fuller at center. We'll see so. Kyle Fuller. We'll see Central Henderson. Or we'll maybe see Nance. Calamente. We'll see uh, uh, Zach Fulton. We'll see a, a good part of our line. Um, we'll see Davenport. But then... On the defensive side of the ball, I want to see what the young corners are doing. I actually hope we don't see JJ at all. I don't just don't see a reason to see JJ. I hope we don't see Clowney at all. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I just don't see a reason to see. I hope I don't see B Mac at all. Let's see. We can see Tyron for maybe maybe a drive or two. They'll just, play him because he's new. And I mean, safeties are not they're not in the thick of it. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Tyron for a little bit. Um, I don't want to see B-Mac. I don't want to see Merck. Like, I, I, actually, you know, I take that all back. I want to see them all in for a play to at least... Everybody's okay. Get them out. Like, basically <laughs> get back to getting hit. Yeah. And then, all right, we're done. Like, next game, maybe we see a little bit more. But other than that, I just, I don't know. I really want to see the young players. I want to see what we have depth-wise. I want to see how Brandon Dunn looks. I want to see how Covington looks. I want to see uh, Joel Heath. Those are the things that I really want to start to see. I want to see what Carlos Watkins looks like in year two. Um, so those are kind of, I want to see Tristan Dukud. I want to see how he looks at safety. Uh, 
so yeah, the, those those are kind of what I'm I'm looking for. I want to see special teams. I want to see what our special teams looks like. I want to know what our return game looks like. Yeah, we've invested qu- right quite a bit into players that are that have solid special teams backgrounds, especially and the type of players that they've gone after. They were bet. It seems like the Texans were betting on these rule changes to happen. Maybe. I mean, it looks that way. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 there's so much to be excited about. The fact that it's tomorrow, and then after tomorrow, I mean, we pretty much have what 33 days. Uh, yeah, 33 days until the game, um, or until our opening game against the Patriots, which is a 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, it's just it's it's so close. We're just so close, and tomorrow starts like the real beginning of it right. for for us. And for those of the th- the biggest thing to watch tomorrow is if you want to see the players that are kind of leading that are on the bubble, see if they play special teams. If you see Sammy Coates out there playing special teams and Braxton Miller is not out there playing special teams, yep, that's kind of going to start to be your giveaway. That's a telling point. Now, by game three, they throw anybody they can on special teams because people on special teams are going to get hurt. But this first game, they're gonna this first game and even the second game, the players that are kind of on the bubble, if they're playing special teams, they they're probably leading the pack. Correct. Typically, that's how it's been. All right. Um, all right. What else we got? Uh, where are we at time wise? That was a good podcast so far. We're about fifty minutes in. Fifty? God, yeah. that felt like a lot longer than that. Uh, all right. So breaking news. If we had to drop, that's where it would. That's where like a sound would come in. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, something. Uh, so, John, I was thinking that. So, I have this awesome patio, and I invested a lot in it in the last two weeks, and mounted uh, awesome TV outside, and have a bar, and I was thinking about throwing a Texans unfiltered viewing party for the first game and inviting our listeners. My wife was like, "That's crazy." You're going to invite a bunch of strangers to our house. And I said, yeah, I am. And so I think I'm going to do it. What do you think? It's too long of a pause for a podcast, John. You do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you shouldn't blindside me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'd like to. Obviously, we're in Austin. Yeah. So, you know, there's not going to be a lot of people. If you're in Houston and you want to come to our my house and watch the Texans with us, you if you're that dedicated, bring your ass. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do it. Like I, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? They could have found my address online, anyways. Yeah, it's not gonna be any different. If they if somebody really wanted to hurt me, they would have. They'd find a way. At least not now yet. we'll know who's hurting. Not me. yet. So yeah, so <laughs> Texans viewing party. And uh, about eight months when you call Deshaun Watson a bum or I would trade tr- or say trade J.J. Watt. or The, the day, <laughs> first of all, first of all, these J.J. Watt trades scenarios are just out of fucking hand. Okay, it has nothing to do with the fact that he is our Lord and Savior of the Houston area. It has nothing to do with what he's done as a human. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. And you're going to get nothing for him in general. 
you're not. There's nothing you're getting. You're not getting anything for him because he is unproven. So stop with these shitty trade scenarios. Okay, what do you want us to do? You want us to Browns giant Browns him and send him for a seventh round pick? Where do you go? Where would the Browns go? Send Corey Coleman? It was for a seventh round pick. Was it the Giants? Uh, Bills. Bills. The Bills for a seventh round. I like Coleman, too. I would have given up a seventh round for Corey Coleman. No kidding. For our team. That's nothing. That's a starting water Hopkins, Fuller, Coleman? Whew. Any specific plays in the slot. And did in Baylor. I wonder if that's what um, Jarvis Jarvis Landry's rant on Hard Knocks was about. If it was about Corey Coleman. I didn't see that. Oh, wait, Hard Knocks is on? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. See what I mean? Social media is killing me. Hard Knocks is like my favorite show. It's on right now. Yeah. How many episodes in? Just one. Until tonight, because it's Wednesday. No, it it, deba- it debuted last night. Oh, okay. He only missed the one. <sighs> yeah, but see, that's why I I have to get back to it. <laughs> I have to have social media and Reddit back. This is getting out of hand. I don't know how you would possibly play fantasy football without Twitter. Oh, how I, would you ever I've consider never, it? I've never played football. I, I've never used Twitter for fantasy football. What? Huh? Yeah, I've never used it. Mm-mm. I never even thought knew that was a thing. To be honest with you, I'm kind of. How do you know when somebody gets hurt? Roto World. But how do you know it before Roto World? I don't. Roto World is That's like... That's what Twitter's for. Roto World automatically, like... Like a tweet gets sent out and it's automatically on Roto World. Not automatically. There's a little bit of... A I'm delay. sure there's an AI aspect of it and the APIs and the cloud and all that good stuff, <laughs> sure. But what I'm saying is, is... I mean, Roto World. I mean, instantly, what do you... I don't know. I just... I guess I've never been into it like that. So... There you go. So you need Twitter to play fantasy football. Well, I need Twitter just so I can start interacting with people again. So I'll be back on my shit tomorrow morning. Uh, it's too close. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. Let's do a Texas unfiltered viewing party. Let's do it. We'll sure, do a why B- not? BYOB. Will you be there? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, let's do a BYOB. If you guys have kids, bring kids. We have a massive trampoline and a park, and let's have fun. So if you guys are interested. I'll turn on all my social media tomorrow. You guys can hit me up and let me know. I'd love for you guys to come. And if you don't and you think it's weird, then just don't come. Don't send me any hate mail, though. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, As usual, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Store, Stitcher, anywhere that you are listening to your lovely podcasts. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to our patron at uh, patreon.com backslash Texans Unfiltered, I believe. And if that doesn't work, just search Texans Unfiltered in the patron search uh, uh, bar. Leave your comments. Leave your... Uh, hit, hit the like button. Do all the good stuff that, that gives us plays and lets us know that you guys are listening to us and how long. Uh, we, we love you guys. We're glad we're back. Football starts tomorrow. Uh, with that, I'm Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We will see you guys next week. up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure we still got it done man when they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done we still got it done man now it's our time to shine it's our time to keep it 100 so we gonna go out here and show them how true we